Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, we're back. Baseball isn't boring. Power rankings week of uh, September 3rd, right, Evan? Yep. yep. All right. Uh, first and foremost, Rob Bradford not here today. Happy birthday to him celebrating down in Tampa. Rob, we miss you. We'll see you soon. Um, <laughs> power rankings. Evan, well, first of all, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was at a, I was at a baseball game today. I actually missed a Pete Alonzo two-home run game, so I was like, I, I saw a walk-off home run in Lakewood, this Blue Claws game, minor league game, but I also missed Pete Alonzo's two home run game. You know, I was like, I don't know if it was a good trade-off. I'll take it. But are the are the, the Blue Claws are Phillies double A, right? Yeah, they're they're it, like okay. high A for the Phillies, but yeah, it's all it gets all oh, high A, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that ballpark nice? Yeah, it's really nice. They they renamed it Shoretown Ballpark, but um, but yeah, it's really nice. Same what part of Jersey is it in? It's in uh, Lakewood. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out one day. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm like geographically challenged or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so am like, I. See where stuff is. So. Yep. Gotcha. All right, man. I guess let's just hop right into it. Uh, power rankings. Yeah. Who you got at number ten? Yeah. So number ten, um, one and three since the last ranking. Six and four in the last ten. I had to keep them in because I don't know. There's been so much mediocrity kind of at the lower level of the power rankings. Like there's like I left out the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros this week, and that might be kind of surprising to some people. But Whoa. It's, yeah, it's, Whoa, just, okay. it's, it's a weird turn of events because it's just like everybody's stunk, you know, mm-hmm. like the Mariners have just lost two of three from the Mets. So I anyway, long story short, I went with the Phillies at number 10, uh, took two of three from the Angels, one of three from the Brewers. They're still doing really well. I almost can guarantee that they'll make the postseason unless they have a colossal collapse. Trey Turner really going crazy now ever since that whole ever since that whole crazy, you know, cheering thing. But yeah, so I got the Phillies at number 10. 
Yeah. Got to give Trey Turner his flowers, man. I, yeah. again, I said it on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I apologize for saying that was stupid. I still think it was stupid. I don't <laughs> believe that that's the reason he's doing good, but Hey, here we go. Number there 10, you. I got the Cincinnati Reds, 71 and 68 half game back of that wild card spot. Evan, I love the moves they made on the waiver wire. Dude. I absolutely love them. That was uh, crazy. Hunter Renfro. I mean, immediate impact. I think they're doing exactly what teams and markets like that should do that are borderline playoff teams. And it's so fantastic to see if I were ever a Red Sox fan in my life, I would have loved for them to do something like that. This uh, past trade deadline, or even now, but (laughs) no. So Cincinnati Reds, number 10. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. And that waiver wire stuff uh, was crazy because it's like, you know, the teams like the Reds and like the guardians, um, that like didn't really do much at the trade deadline. Like the Guardians mainly sold for the most part, and the Reds only got Sam Mole, a reliever. I think he's doing half decent. Now you get instant impact guys for no price, which is mind blowing. Like if my if the Mets were competitive this year, I think I'd lose my mind if we were able to get one of those guys for nothing. Wonder how many teams like bid on those uh players and who like obviously they fell to the Reds, but I wonder yeah. how many teams were interested because I would assume all most of the playoff teams would have to at least take a look, right? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, especially if you have any kind of because it was like you got lefty relievers in Matt Moore, you got righty relievers in Renato Lopez, you know, you got outfield options. Hunter Renfro has a great arm. I mean, we interviewed Gary DeSarcina. He said we had one of the top 10 arms, if not one of like the top five arms in the game, in his opinion. Um, And then you get Harrison Bader, who's a great outfielder. Granted, he's been injured a lot. I think that's part of part of the reason why the Yankees let him go. But I mean, he's a really good player. He proved last season, last off, I mean, uh, postseason, he was like blowing the house off the place, you know, absolutely big home runs and everything. So he's definitely primed for a big postseason in Cincinnati if they can get there. Yeah, I I hope to see him get there, man. That's a fun team to watch. Definitely. Definitely. All right, man. Number nine. All right. So number nine. I, uh, I've gotten quite famous, uh, with Rob and I guess everybody who <laughs> listens to the podcast, by calling him mercurial, but it's, uh, <laughs> the Toronto blue Jays two and one looks like they're going to beat the Rockies here. We're filming at seven on a Sunday night. So we didn't exactly have time to stay awake crazy late to, uh, watch the rest of that game. Cause it was five, five, of course. Now it's fun. Now it's seven, th- now it's seven, five. So, um, so yeah, they, they're, they're probably going to take that game. Um, they're four and six in the last 10. They split with the Rockies, took two of three from the Nats. So they're they're a very weird team. I don't really know what to make of them. I hope that they, it would be interesting to see what happens if they make the postseason because it's like they have a weird switch where it's like one week they turn it all the way up and they're going crazy. And I'm like, man, I should really have these team high in my power rankings. And then the next week, it's like they go like one in 10 or however many games they played since the last rankings. And you just don't know what to make of them. So it's tricky. Love it. Super hot and cold, man. Um, Number nine, I got another NL Central team, Chicago Cubs. I absolutely love what they've been doing as of late. Took two out of three from the Brewers, two out of three from Cincinnati. They're flipping that division, man. And I wouldn't be, they're only three and a half games back. I would not be surprised, Evan, if by the end of this coming week that they're in the lead of the National League Central. Yeah, that's not a crazy prediction at all. I mean, they're on fire. You got Cody Bellinger. You got all these guys kind of clicking on all cylinders. They just called up this guy, uh, Kevin Alcantara, 
that they got mm-hmm. from the Yankees. I'm blanking on who they got him for, but he could be good. Obviously, P. Crow Armstrong, I don't know if they'd make that move, but I mean, they got a ton of guys that are performing at their best level right now. So it's a great time to be a, a Chicago fan. <laughs> Absolutely. Not dealing, I think we said this last week, but not dealing Bellinger at the bed, deadline was probably one of the best deadline moves made of out of any team. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, man. Number eight. All right, so at number eight, I didn't have them ranked last week. They're a really weird team as well. I got two really weird teams at eight and nine, but it's the Miami Marlins. I mean, they swept the Nats, and that was kind of what swayed me toward them, along with a bunch of these other teams having just like two and two weeks, one and three, one and two, you know, one and three. So it's just like really bizarre weeks for all these other teams. And going four and oh, I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to put them high because they have been weird. And David Robertson's been like a colossal failure for them, which blows my mind because he was so good with the Mets. But they're 4-0, obviously, it's the last rankings. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. They swept the Nats. They won their last four in a row. And they got a lot of bats that can be good. Josh Bell's become a brand-new player with them. I mean, he was such a failure in, in Cleveland, and now he's become a stud with them. Obviously, Jake Berger, we knew he was good, but obviously the whole Chicago thing is crazy. You know, they just named Chris Getz GM, and I think most fans really hate that move. So <laughs> I don't really know what's going on in Chicago. It's it's Half his press conference was talking about that whole gun situation. It's like, like I can't even imagine taking over a new situation, wanting to be the beacon of light for the fan base, and half your questions aren't even about player acquisitions. It's like, how can we keep our fans safe in the stands? So Absolutely. I, I mean, Evan, I don't know if you're familiar with Foul ter- Territory TV, but I saw a clip the other day of A.J. Perzinski talking about the White Sox moving Chris Getz. He made a fantastic point. Chris Getz hasn't drafted anyone and developed them. Yeah. That's an impactful player. Yeah, as far as Which I know. Which is the exact that. reason all of the fans hate this move, as they should. Exactly. Yeah, he was like the farm director there. And I mean, Luis Robert, I guess he can take that one. I don't know how long he's been up now. He might be before Chris gets time as like the farm director, assistant GM. But yeah, they really haven't. They haven't developed anybody that's had really good success. I mean, they develop a few guys that have been like half decent, but there's nothing that like you can say, hey, like, look at this guy, look at this guy, because usually you need at least like five guys to be successful because you're you're having hundreds and hundreds of guys come through the system. And granted, most of them aren't going to make it and aren't going to be impactful. But you got to have a few guys to point your, you know, point to and say, like, this is the guy I, you know, I was high on. And he proved to be, you know, he proved me right. And I don't know. It's it's a really weird move. It feels like a, a money saving move almost, you know, like obviously uh, Rob was talking with Courtney Finnecum, I think it was a week ago or a couple weeks ago about the move. And I posted the video under their under their Twitter account and all these fans were commenting on it. But it's just like it's like, why don't you go out and at least see what's out there? Like, it felt like they rushed this, too. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that when he canned Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn, he knew that this was the move the entire way and that he wasn't even really going to consider anything else. And that's what it felt like. So I don't know. It's a tricky road. Of course. But like you said, like you didn't have to hire someone immediately. Like they're not competitive. They're not like, didn't have to do this right now. They could have waited for the off season, actually interviewed people after the world series. Like I got actually, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Bizarre team, bizarre things going on in Chicago, but uh, number eight, I got another NL Central team, three NL Central teams. I got the Milwaukee Brewers, 76 and 60 overall. Uh, they lost two or three to the Cubs, but then they took two or three from Philly. Here's my thing with this team, Evan. I like them. I've said that on this show multiple times. I yep. love Sal Freelich. I'm probably his number one fan. No big deal. <laughs> um, they, the, these last two weeks, man, when they've been hot, they've been very lucky. I was crunching the numbers today. Because I'm a nerd and have nothing better to do with my life. <laughs> I was crunching the numbers. 
they've been extremely lucky over the last two weeks um, with balls in play. They're they're hitting like 322 on balls in play. Their season average is 288. So that's like 40 point. You know what I mean? So yeah. as hot as they got and as quick, um, like as quickly they got, geez, let me think of how I'm trying to word this. God, they got hot really quickly. Yeah, They can get cold just as quick. Yeah, that's been their biggest problem all year. And I think that's why, because at first, nobody was thinking of the Cubs and the Reds as even contenders to them. So they almost oh. didn't really even have to try and they were going to win because that division is was weak at the beginning of the year. But now that these teams are coming on, along with the acquisitions at the waiver wire and the Cubs, just all their players seeming, seemingly playing really well right now, it makes them, it, it puts them in a tricky situation, along with the like looming question that, Craig Council's contract runs out after the year. So it's like, that's also a tricky thing. Like, I, I know that that probably isn't weighing into their season right now, but I feel like that's also a tricky thing because it's like, this guy could be gone and he seemingly has got the best out of this team all the time. So it's weird. I don't see a reason why he should be gone. Yeah, no, it makes like, no I, sense from a, like, you know, winning perspective. It's just, a I don't, I think they, another, it's another owner situation. That guy, I think his name is, Atasino, Atasino, I might have botched a name, but it's Mark something. And he's just a very frugal owner, you know, like with the whole hater thing last deadline. He's like, oh, you know, we can't keep everybody. So it's weird. It's very weird. And like Rob was saying last week, you know, like we could take a whole hour podcast trying to rank the owners in the league because I think over half the league, the fans want nothing to do with the guy that owns their team. So it's crazy. Yeah, I can tell you it's like that in Boston. Um, Number seven, Evan, what do you got? All right, so number seven, they're a very tricky team, and you know they've been off your list. They've been on my list. I try to keep them above a certain line. I didn't know what to do with them, but I got them at number seven this week, down one from last week. It's the Tampa Bay Rays. They're two and two since the last ranking, seven and three in the last ten. They took one of three from the Guardians. I mean, granted, the Guardians have gotten hot with their acquisitions. You know, Giolito hasn't pitched yet, but Renato Lopez looked good in his one appearance for them. Um, you got Matt Moore looked good in his one appearance for them. So. I don't know. They're just such a weird team because early in the season, they look like that team, like the Boston Bruins in hockey this year, that they were they were going to like set a record for the best uh, record in the uh, game and win like a, a ton of games. And obviously the the Braves have become that team. But yeah, the Rays are just such a weird team. And then, of course, you've had all the crazy, all the craziness off the field and all that stuff coming on on them. So I don't mm-hmm. know. It's they're such a weird team. They're hard to rank because it's like. Their record says that they should be, you know, a top five team if you're just strictly looking at record. Right. But then when you're looking at the vibe and how they've been lately, they just don't seem like they should really be anywhere near the top five. So Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, man. Um, number seven, I actually have the Philadelphia Phillies, 75 and 61, six and four over the last 10. Uh, they lost two or three to Milwaukee and then one, two of three with the Angels. Um just Bryce Harper's still hot, Trey Turner's still hot. We said the same thing last week. Um yep. I like you said earlier in the show, Evan. I'm pretty sure they're punching their ticket to the postseason, um, Man. pretty easily, um, from for the rest of the month. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Number six. Yep. Number six. All right. Yeah. So, uh, it was a very weird uh, thought process that I had going into the rankings this week because we did the rest rankings last Wednesday. So I was trying not to, you know, put too much put too much stock into the like five games or four games or three mm-hmm. games that they played since then. Um, but I have the Cubs at number six because all these other teams have just been playing like mediocre. So I have the Cubs. They're three and two since the last ring and six and four in the last 10. So they they split with the Reds, took two from the Brewers. 
So they've had a really good time. And it's just I David Ross, you know, if they get anywhere, I have to imagine he we uh he'd be on the manager of the year list, you know, when you're when you're looking postseason awards. But uh, but yeah, they're just a really good team. They're putting it all together. They've had guys like Mike Talkman step up and be really good. I think most Yankee fans are like, Mike Talkman's yeah, still in the game, you know. Like, it's how that's what I just thought. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy what's going on there. And then of course you have Ian Happ. He signed a very club friendly extension before the year. So I I imagine that kind of puts you know, any of him going anywhere to bed. Cody Bellinger's going to be interesting. They're already putting out reports saying like the Padres, the Yankees, the Cubs, and one other team that I'm blanking on are all going to definitely be in on his services. So it's going to be a bidding war. And he has Scott Boris as an agent. So that, that oh, he's going to get gonna paid nuts. Man. Yeah. Yep. Not to mention that it's a bit of a weak hitters market. I think Matt Chapman, him, and obviously Shohei Otani are the best hitters on the market. But once you get past those three, it's kind of bleak. So they're definitely going to get paid. But yeah, I mean, the Cubs... You know, I don't think many people expected, even in Chicago, expected much of them before this season. But, you know, Jed Hoyer's done a good job. I think Heimer Candelario still been a pretty good addition. Um, I mean, he just fits right into that lineup. You know, uh, a Cub before he got traded, you know, to the Detroit Tigers a while ago. So I just think they're a really good team. I'm high on them. I might be higher than, than I should be on them simply based on the fact that some of these teams have just been playing mediocre ball. But I got them at number six. Oh man, I love it. I love it. I know I had him at nine, but I love him at six, honestly. Like I said, I think that like by the end of the week, they could definitely be in first place in that central yeah. pretty easily. No um, number six, uh, you, you just said it, Evan, kind of a weird team. Great, great on paper. Not so great when you're actually watching them, watching the vibe. Got the Tampa Bay Rays, 82-54 overall, 7-3 over their last 10. Lost two or three from the Guardians. I, uh, I think that there's a lot of distractions with this team right now. I think McClanahan going down was obviously a huge blow to them. No and doubt. that coincided basically, I think the same week or the week after with all this Wanda, Wander Franco stuff right now, which I wouldn't want to be anyone in Tampa Bay's front office. No doubt. Yeah. Dealing with any of that. But Tampa Bay, I I would assume they get they make it to the postseason, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, based on their record, it seems like it's hard to leave them out of the postseason, like just strictly based on how well they did in the first half of the season. It almost like circumvents the, you know, the struggles they've had um, in the second half. But yeah, uh, it's just it's such a weird team because I feel like in the first half of the season, you would have been like shunned from talking about the MLB if you said the Rays are just fakers. And I think Rob was saying it a while. He said they played a lot of home games the first half of the season. I know at that, at that point I was agreeing with them, but you know, I was like, yeah, yeah but I still say they're a really good team, but I mean, now they're really, they're, they're falling apart and it's crazy to even think that they might not make it despite the fact that I think their record might say otherwise, but if but they yeah, don't make great. it that, that has to be one of the biggest busts in recent or biggest chokes in recent memory. Right? No doubt. No doubt. It's, yeah. it is. It, that would be mind blowing. Yeah. That's insane. All right. Uh, where are we at? Number five. Yep, number five. Right. Number five, I have the Seattle Mariners, uh, two and two since the last ranking, six and four in the last 10. They took two or three from the A's, but they lost two or three from the Mets. That was the, you know, the Mets have been playing really good lately. I mean, Roni Mauricio, the guy they just called up, a lot of New York rookies that actually did really well um, right when they got called up with the September call-ups. He's been one of them. He's been really good. Obviously, the Yankees, Jason Dominguez hitting a home run off uh, Justin Verlander. 
I'm not sold on Jason Dominguez just yet. I don't know if you are, Evan. I don't know if you have some Mets bias, um, just Yankee hatred, but (laughs) I'm not sold on Jason Dominguez. I've never been sold on him yet. I'm curious to see his first two years in the big leagues and how he actually fares. Cause there's been, there's really been few prospects as hyped as he's been in the last like 10 years. No, no doubt. And especially early on, he was super hyped. And then I felt like as the years went on, Yankee fans might have still been high on them. They might have still included him in trade packages for like the best players in baseball and been like, hey, why wouldn't you want Jason Dominguez? You know, right. I feel like as the years have gone on, he's slowly slipped down the rankings. Now, granted, that could be due to just other players that they see better than him coming in above him and not the fact that he just fell off. But yeah, I mean, it's the Yankees have a weird situation because obviously they they just expected to have the roster that they've had the past like three years and be good. And it's starting to come back and be like, yeah, well, when this guy doesn't perform and Aaron Judge inevitably gets hurt because I think he's had like one healthy season over the past like four years, you know, yep. and then, you know, it's just when all those guys get hurt. But anyway, um, I had the Mariners at five. I don't know. I just the <laughs> the fact that they lost to the Mets, which earlier in the season I I would never use that against a team, but now I am. But the fact that they're <laughs> losing, the fact that they're losing to the Mets and Vogelback's hitting, I think like I think he hit two home runs in the series. DJ Stewart's playing out of his mind. He might we might have to just keep him in the lineup next year, regardless of who we sign, because he's, he's <laughs> a really really good player. I don't know if this is just like a a one month stretch, and I'm just putting too much stock into it, but he's been playing crazy. But yeah, I mean, and we and the craziest part about all of it is the fact that we, the Mets beat up on their best pitchers, which I don't know if that just says the Mets were hot in this series, but they played against Gilbert in the first game, Castillo in the second game, and Kirby in the third game, and they beat up on all of them. I mean, uh, Gilbert was better. Of course, that was the one that they lost, the first one. But Castillo and Kirby just got absolutely annihilated. I don't know if that's just simply a bad start for all of them, and the Mets kind of just got lucky with that, or you know, if they're starting to show a few signs of... Uh, you know, getting a little bit of a tired arm going down the stretch here. But as long as they stay good and don't do what they did against the Mets, for the most part, I think the Mariners would still make the postseason and still be a really crazy story considering where we were like a month ago. But at the same time, I had to move them down just because I have these other teams higher and they're playing out of their minds. So, Evan, that was a very, very good point by you that the Mariners could be a tired baseball team. They absolutely could be, man. Wow. I didn't even think of it like that. I agree, though. They definitely could be. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with these next two series if yeah, they play exactly. out like the Mets ones did. But you're absolutely right. They did beat up on their three best pitchers, I guess. So yeah, I got yeah. Time will tell. Um, I'm on number five, right? I didn't do yeah. Yeah, you're on number, uh, number five. I got the Houston Astros, 77-60 overall. Uh, swept Boston. Uh, are they about to get swept by New York, Evan? Yeah, I mean, their their game is the late game tonight. It's the Sunday night baseball game on ESPN. So they started yep. for filming at 7. So we didn't exactly, you know, we weren't going to film at like midnight. <laughs> Wait for that. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, yep. Looks like Houston's up in the top of the second right now, one nothing. So I guess we'll see. Yep. Um, yeah, Houston, I know that I've been huge on the Rangers. They have not made my list this week or last week. Um, we'll see very, the Rangers remind me of the blue Jays. Like, why are you so talented and why are you playing like this? Exactly. I don't get it. I can't like, I just don't understand. So until they show me some more Evan, just like the blue Jays, they're off, they're off this list. Not to mention that the craziest thing about it being a Met fan and considering we traded Max Scherzer to them at the deadline based on his stats. And I, I haven't really watched any of their games, but I just, just look at the box score just to see what he's doing. You know, <laughs> maybe yeah. he's- it kind of gets me hyped. 
No, but he's been lights out for them. So that is the craziest thing. It just seems like their offense has gone into a crazy slump because he's been a great addition. As far as I know, I haven't checked super lately, but Jordan Montgomery has been a really good addition. So it's kind of crazy what's going on. Um, do you remember, Evan, when a couple weeks ago when they did trade for Scherzer and then I came in and had the Rangers in my top three and then Rob told me that their rotation was not going to be good? I cited Mike Maddox. Rob had wanted nothing to do with that. And now look at where Max Scherzer is at. That's go. all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Number four in your rankings, Evan. All right. So number four, I have the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I know I have them a lot higher than you. You had them at number eight. I'm at number four, but two and two since the last ranking seven and three in the last 10, they took two from the Phillies. Granted the one, the one major argument somebody can make against this, the fact that they took, you know, they only took one of three from the Cubs. The Cubs took two or three from them. So that's kind of the tricky predicament I find myself in with them, but I'm a really high on this team. I know Rob called them boring last week, but <laughs> <laughs> baseball isn't boring. The Milwaukee Brewers isn't bo aren't boring. So I, d I have them up high. I mean, granted, they could fall. That that four spot's definitely like a teeter-totter, but I have them at four. Absolutely. Uh, at four, I actually have the Seattle Mariners, 77-59 overall, six and four over their last 10. Like we just said, are they getting tired? I guess time will tell. We'll see the, uh, this week how uh, how they fare. I'm not sure who they're who they have this week, Evan. Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, they have the Reds, and then they play the Rays, and then they have the Angels after that. So Reds should be a tough uh, – those are – Two tough series right out of the gate. Yeah. Again, depending on how the Reds, if the Reds keep this up. But um, I like Seattle a lot. I'm buying in. Um, I don't know if they'll win that West, but I'm buying the in to them as a playoff team for sure. There you go. Uh, number three, Evan. It's a number three. I have the LA Dodgers strictly based on them just getting blasted by the Braves, especially Ronald Acuna, the crazy wedding story in between games. Yep. But, uh, they're two and three since the last ranking, six and four in the last 10. They took three or four from the Braves. Or no, sorry, they lost three or four from the Braves. I'm reading that mm -hmm. wrong. And then they swept the D-backs. So they did have a good week overall. But, I mean, the main thing was we wanted to see mano a mano. And the, the Braves, yep. that was a playoff series, probably have it in the bag. So mm -hmm. I had the Dodgers at three. Uh, I have the same exact opinion and same exact team in at my number three slot. Um, I do think Walker Bueller coming back soon will be, will obviously help them. I mean, that goes without saying, but I think that'll be big for them to kind of get over that hump because Atlanta was clearly by far the better team uh, in this four game series. I, in my opinion, at least it wasn't particularly close just watching. It was like, okay, like you said, if this, that was a playoff series, they'd be, getting slaughtered exactly exactly yeah. uh all right number two all right so number two i have the baltimore orioles uh 85 and 51 on the season two and two since the last ranking seven three in the last 10 they took two of three from the d-backs and the white Sox. um they're a good team obviously they've been they've been a little tricky against the d-backs because this game could have gone either way as well so uh i mean the third game in the series could have gone either way as well they have a really good team I feel like they're never going to leave the top five as long as they continue down the path they are. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely the best team in the AL by a mile. I mean, nobody would argue that. Obviously, you got the Dodgers and the Braves that are the two Titans in the NL that always kind of keep them down off the number one spot, per se. But I got to go with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm -hmm. I have the same thing once again, Evan, and my number two, Baltimore Orioles. What I really like about this team over the next like week and a half is they play the Angels, 
Boston, and then the Cardinals. They have they have a big opportunity to gain some ground uh, in this AL East and finally clinch something. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, I'm going to assume we both have the same number one too, Evan. So, what do you got? Yeah. So the Atlanta Braves are at number one. They're four and one since the last ranking. It's eight and two in the last ten. Took three or four from the Dodgers. They swept the Rockies. I mean. That was almost unfair putting them in Colorado with how they're hitting right now. <laughs> that was that was a cheat code. I mean, I think everybody on the planet would have known that they would have beat the crap out of the Rockies with how they're hitting right now. Nobody seems to be bad. The crazy that's the craziest thing about this entire season. They lose Swanson. They replace him with Arcia. He's an all-star caliber player. He's having a career year. You know, they um they have Ozuna. Every fan on the planet after the whole DUI thing last year is calling for him to get off the team. They want nothing to do with him. He's having a career year. I think he hit, I, I want to say 23, 24, 25, somewhere in that area. And he's probably on track to maybe get to 30. So, I mean, <laughs> nothing goes wrong for the Atlanta Braves, and it's crazy. I saw something the other day. I obviously have the Atlanta Braves as well in my number one spot, best team in baseball. Um, I saw something the other day there. Uh, I think it was there two through six hitters all have at least 30 home runs or something like that. I could have it that off by like one or two, but yeah. it was so crazy. It's like it's so powerful. They hit for average too. They obviously are menaces on the base paths. I don't know, man. They're just, to me, they're by far just the best team in baseball, either American league, national league, doesn't matter. I don't, no one really holds a candle to the Atlanta Braves in my mind right now. And like I said, beating up on the Dodgers this last series for three or four games was super telling for me. Um, I, I mean, they're my world series pick right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to pick against them. I know the one gripe I've held against them as a Met fan, just trying to, you know, keep my hopes up in the past <laughs> has always been that they really only had one good run in the postseason. Every other year they've been disappointing. Um, they definitely have the team for it this year. I mean, even I forgot to mention before, even Eddie Rosario is doing amazing and he had a down year last year as well. So it's just, every, I mean, Nikki Lopez is still doing really well. At first I thought that was just going to be like a one game, like, Oh, they beat up on the Mets and Nikki Lopez had a great game. There you go. You know, put that, uh, you know, put that cherry in your hat, but it's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing. This Braves team reminds me a little bit of the 2013 Boston Red Sox team in that, Everyone they brought in that year in 2013 in Boston had like a career year. Johnny Gomes, Daniel Nava, uh, Jake Peavy, um, who they trade for at the deadline, Jose Iglesias, like all those guys came in and made an immediate impact. Um, it's just that I think that speaks to their team culture and just what they're doing down there in Atlanta. Exactly. Exactly. No doubt. Uh, all right. That's that's this week's power rankings. Evan, you got any final words? The only thing I can say is that, surprisingly enough, I think Rob's ooze and Oz actually adds the power ranking. So so next week, get Rob <laughs> Oz back when we make a pick that he's not particularly fond of. <laughs> there you oh, go. yeah, he's going <laughs> to he's gonna have to keep a tally of all, all his grimaces uh, when he l listens back to this. There you go. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we will uh, see you guys next week.